Hello, and welcome to The Second Floor, the official podcast of the Delaware Senate Republican Caucus. In today's episode, we are talking to Senator Dave Lawson of the 15th District. Senator Lawson is a member of the Joint Finance Committee, which is set to meet over the next few weeks to hear from agencies inside the government about their budget requests. I am here with Senator Dave Lawson. Senator Lawson, you are the caucus's senior member of the JFC delegation. Uh, Here we are getting ready to start those hearings. You've been on the committee for a couple of years. What's your overall uh, experience been like? What are your observations of of the process as a whole? Process as a whole is a we really don't write the budget. We take the governor's recommended budget and toy with it and essentially give it back. We are charged with writing the budget. The governor is charged with proposing what he would like to see in the budget, but it ends up being the budget all said and done. I'd like to see us stand up this year as a JFC, particularly with new people on, and actually write the budget, get down to the brass tacks and find out where we are. Have there ever been, they were talking about zero-based budgeting starting from scratch, which is really kind of what I think you're advocating when you say that, taking the whole thing apart. Have you advocated for that in the past and, and you know, been shot down, or is it just now time to do that? Well, I've always advocated for us writing the budget, going back to, to zero, ground zero, and starting over. And it's never been done because we don't have the necessary votes or the power on JFC. There's four Republicans and eight Democrats, so their way or the highway. It's We just don't have the power to do it. So advocate, yes. Mm-hmm. Success, no. As you mentioned earlier, the at least the Senate makeup and even the full makeup of the committee, there are new members this year. Uh, there's been a little turnover on the committee. How do you see that playing into uh, the operations of the committee throughout the process? I see it bringing some great new ideas and new blood to it because it's been pretty much the same since I've been in there. There's been a few minor changes, but now we've got some new blood and new ideas and maybe some fresh ways of looking at at budgeting and uh, maybe going back and looking at starting over and and ground zero and writing the budget from that. Because by the time we get the budget, it's been filtered so many times. The request that a cabinet or that a director needs goes through the cabinet secretary, from the cabinet secretary to OMB. OMB defines it and says what they can ask for from there. It ultimately what goes to the governor's budget. And by the time we get it, it's been filtered so many times, we have no idea what that director needed or what he asked for. The governor has passed this uh, executive order about budget smoothing, uh, and and it's expected that he will propose a budget that abides by those principles. You have a new co-chair of JFC, uh, Representative Johnson, who was a sponsor, a lead sponsor on that constitutional amendment last year. What do you think the chances are that the budget that emerges at the end will be inside the parameters that are outlined in the executive order? Well, I hope it will be because I think it's a great start to getting ahead of the downturns when we get them. Uh, I see there'll be a lot of verbiage about it, but I don't know that it'll come to be. Uh, There was a lot of discussion about it last year, and we did. We, We did quite well, saving quite a bit of money that could have been spent. It wasn't. With the influence of the new folks, maybe it will be this year. Maybe we'll we'll work toward that. I think there's enough on JFC to actually push for it. So, yes. We've talked as a caucus a number of times uh, throughout the years about the idea that we really don't get 
a fair accounting of the performance of these program units throughout the government. There's been some discussion about that. There was some language last year that was passed that was more of an update of the what we call the Accountability Act. Does that give you any hope? Do you feel like you're going to go down there this year and really get a, a robust reckoning of the performance of, of no, these units? Absolutely not. Uh, there's no will to do that. We have tried that with Grant Nate which would be the easiest thing to start with and, and work through to 45 to $51 million being given out with absolutely no accountability. Yes, there's some peripheral reports that are periodically put in and given to uh, the controller general, but there's really no, no accountability there. So that would be the place to start to work toward accountability and, and actually the best place to start, in my opinion. But I don't see that happening. We we ask for outcomes. We ask for them to make their own me- metrics, but we've never held them to it. And besides, if an agency makes its own metrics, naturally they're going to meet them. If not, something's wrong. So there's no real guts to do it. There's just not. How is it possible for the JFC to craft a budget if they don't know how people are doing? What's, what is the performance of this unit that you're asking for more money? You just make claims we're doing great and you have to go by that? I mean, how does that lead to a responsible budget? It doesn't lead to a responsible budget. That's why our budget continues to balloon and without any re-evaluating and putting monies where the programs that are working because we don't know what's working. So we just keep adding money to everybody's program. And this is causing us great concern because as things will turn down, uh, we could lessen the impact besides the budget smoothing, it being more responsible and reallocating resources to where they're better served, to where the folks are better served. We had one agency come in and and their claim was that they service 3,600 people. My question was, what benefit did the state of Delaware and taxpayers get from that that money that you got in those 3,600 people? Did you improve their lives? We don't know. So you can't tell me that the work that you put in, the money that you got, benefited even the people you worked with, let alone the taxpayer. Nope. Well, at that point, I would have cut that budget totally. I'd have done away with that that lineup. Just gone. So it, it sounds as though there's an ethic where the scorecard is just money. You care if you're spending money. We're trying to help these people with this money, so give us more money. But there, there really doesn't seem to be a lot in the way of measurement. I think this would surprise people. Do you, do you, do you agree with that? You put it absolutely right. There is no measurement, and we're just going to th- keep throwing money at it. And look at the $20 million the governor wants to put towards $20 million a year for three years toward education. What I heard at the top was a big sucking sound coming from DOE. But oh, look, we've got more money now to spend. We have no, I know he, he professed to want all these committees and evaluations and how it goes, but it's going to be siphoned off at the top. When we have teachers buying pencils and paper to make copies with and for their kids to work with, so, and we're spending thirteen dollars to $17,000 per student, where's the money going? So $20 million is going to get siphoned off the same way. It's all going to be taken off at the top and if it gets to the bottom, it will be minuscule. It will be pennies in that millions of dollars. It was notable in that particular measure that, that the governor proposed. He said he was giving flexibility to the districts in order to for them to customize how they were going to use it. Um, but some of the suggestions of how it could be used <laughs> seemed like they were very broad and would benefit or, or at least be applied to entire student bodies and not just people who were English language learners or people who were at the low end of the income scale. It seemed very loose. 
Would you agree with that? Well, yes, and I think the regulations will tighten that up. I think the idea of him presenting it being somewhat broad will allow for narrowing and understand the focus, Mm -hmm. but also understand the focus that his own statement was most of it will go up north. Most will go to to the schools up north, and maybe they are the neediest. I don't know. Um, But I don't think they're any more needy than some of our southern schools that that have the same English language learning uh, challenges. So I don't know how the formula is going to play out, but it didn't sound good by his comments. I had I was a bit more What are some other topics or line items that you and you'll be particularly paying attention to um, and focusing on as this process, this this budget process goes through? Are there are there certain departments or divisions or programs that you're going to be looking out for? Um, or are there are there some that have grown maybe more than others? Um, what, what are you, where's your focus? as you head in? Well, there's many focuses, and our biggest bite is health care, uh, our costs there, and education, $1.4 billion in education, and pretty much the same, fairly close, with health care costs. So those two things have got to come back down. We've got to get more money to the ground instead of it being just disappearing, and that's going to be the two things that I'm very concerned with. There's a couple of other things that I'm concerned with is the way that the state treats its law enforcement agencies. We have law enforcement agents and agencies dealing with the same type of issues, same type of criminality, but yet we pay one much better than the other. The benefits are different. Through all the different agencies, law enforcement agencies we have in the state, and the state police have their own bargaining and so on, but the other agencies within the state are not treated equitably, and we're losing trained officers very quickly because they can walk across to another agency or walk across state lines and make fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 more a year. So after we've trained them and we've paid the expense, so I think it's time to get law enforcement out and underneath the merit system, and I'm working on that, and getting their pay up to where corrections is. Make that a the, the benchmark where everybody starts there, and then they can work their own. But the different bargaining units within the law enforcement community is just devastating because they don't have enough power to go in and, and do anything to get a, a contract. You're starting folks out at $32,000 a year now. Wow. How's that? I mean, that, that doesn't even work. So I think bringing everyone up to where correction starts at 43000 would be a good move. And I think it would start building our law enforcement folks back up again instead of us losing very talented folks. Have you found uh, other members of the General Assembly who you've spoken to about this to be receptive of, of something yeah, like that? I have. And I think that uh, they recognize finally that we took a long time getting corrections where it was at least equitable to other law enforcement or other uh, corrections agencies throughout the nation. And they're still a bit behind, but we're better with the $3,000 hazardous duty bump that puts them to 46. So that's much better. And uh, now that we've recognized that and we've moved toward that, I think it's time to bring all of them up to that bar so that everyone has... We don't have this constant fluctuation of law enforcement or, or migration. It's, okay, we train them and they move here, here, and here. And ultimately, you train somebody to be a DENREC officer and lo and behold, he ends up in state police because the benefits are so much greater or even worse. They go across to Denton, Maryland, a few miles from here, and they can make fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 more. And we can't, we can't have that. Okay. Senator Lawson, we look forward to talking with you as the budget hearings progress, kind of keeping people informed on on what's going on down there. Thank you for your time today. Thank you. I appreciate you doing this. 